Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Ken and Curtis on WEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Obviously, as you've now uh, heard today, we announced a significant change uh, to the leadership of our baseball operation. The decision was not made lightly or easily, particularly given the deep respect we have for Hyam's character. We all know where we are in the standings. It's a painful reality that fans feel as deeply as we do. Our fans deserve a winning, competitive team that consistently plays postseason baseball. Today's decision is by no means a reflection of Hyam Bloom's character, which is truly exemplary in every single way. As always, Red Sox at the top of the news in Sports Talk Radio. Top topic to be had. Hyam Bloom out. Red Sox making a definitive decision before the end of the year. Much similar timing to when they fired Dombrowski. Yep. Five days apart, Curtis, but it was a surprise to me. I don't know how you were feeling about it going in, but I thought they were bringing them both back. Got to be honest. I thought one more year with the Cora Bloom dynamic, that is not the case. So Thursday, I was out with James, and I got a text from you to the group that just said, Heim. And I was like, Heim coming on next week? <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, and I was shocked, especially with O'Halloran on in the morning, and, you know, it seemed like a kind of a crummy thing to do to have him come out in the morning and then fire him an hour later. But do you think they let him know before that? No way. What? Why in a million years would he do the interview? Hightailed it to L.A. and confronted Fisher in the backyard of his home. Next page. <laughs> Where was that from? So I wanted so I said, let's grab that because it sounded like Sam was just waiting to, like, that was the least authentic statement I've uh-huh. ever heard. Yeah. Like, you stop reading <laughs> off of, like, Sam, you're from Brookline. You're from here. <laughs> Talk like a Sox fan. Okay, but Sox And by fans... the way, I don't blame Sam. Can I get to my pay off my tees? Next, Next page. <laughs> God, they had no idea. I was absolutely hand-boned. Um, so... Sam Kennedy. Much better now. It is. In your reading. <laughs> Thank you. I'm now at sixth grade level. <laughs> um, the, the, con- the, the, the leading story for me recently has been that John Henry has distanced himself from the organization. He wanted Bloom to create a streamlined approach to the baseball operation that required less of his time and was more cost efficient so he could spend time building up the other businesses as he bought, bought and built up the Red Sox. So John Henry gets into town, 
he sees the story in his own newspaper that secondary market Sox Yankees tickets are going for a buck. I looked back 2004 Grapefruit League games in Fort Myers, Red Sox Yankees went for five hundred dollars a piece for a exhibition game where you saw no Yankee starters because they had traveled across the state. So John Henry gets to town, sees that, feels the animus and apathy in the air and says, we need to do something. It is my contention that if John Henry actually lived and worked here as he did in the early 2000s, and this is a compliment to him, this would have been changed far sooner. This is what hurts most. And but, what, but and you'll it, recall, can I just interject this? Winter weekend, he was there. Right, and what did he do? Well, I think he was, at that time, This got his, that got his attention. That was the first punch, well, and the nope. Yankee tickets were the, were the final blow. He edited out the booze from the Ness and Rear of it. Yeah, of course. But you don't think of he course. you don't think that impacted him? I think the No. The, the most, uh, no, he tried to say is that it's expensive to have baseball players. To have the best <laughs> Come on. That's the stuff that that okay. affects John Henry. You're right. When he's in town or in that case when he's in Western Mass and he feels it and he sees it, he knows that's what really gets to No, work. he the same reason he bought the newspaper and he owns Nesson is so that he can make it and sanitize it so that people don't see and feel that. When you get to that level, you just don't want people to hear the criticism, so you try and block it out. When the criticism impacts your bottom line, this is not after a weekend like the Dodgers taking over the town or the Blue Jays taking over Fenway Park. John Henry wins. They're spending money. They're buying tickets. God bless it. When Red Sox-Yankees has 10,000 empty seats and it's going for a buck, and you see no real quick fix in the future, and you're actually here like he was actually here a decade ago and drove into that auxiliary studio to join the other show's afternoon program, mm-hmm. other stations' afternoon show, that's when he does it. And we talk, I talk often about the brain drain in Foxborough, where the last Super Bowl you had Dante Scarnecki on the O-line coach, Ivan Fears running back, you had uh, Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator. Defensively, you had Patricia, Brian Flores. You had Joe Judge, all these guys that... Joe were, Judge, did you throw him in the brain? Well, he was a special teams coach. He was very good at wow. it. Wow. So you, you, how many head coaches did I just name? <laughs> well, I guess, but Judge, you've never mentioned in a positive manner ever. No, he was good at special... He was special. Okay, I'm not... He's a special, <laughs> special teams coach. Um, <laughs> but we talk about that rightfully so. But with the Red Sox, Red Sox look at what the, it was in 04. You had... Tom Warner, John Henry, Larry Lucchino, Theo Epstein, Terry Francona, that it, Milsey, who could forget Milsey? Mm-hmm. You had five very strong, informed, intelligent people day-to-day operating that organization. Obviously, friction existed, and then that's what happens with a lot of powerful people. But today, Sam Kennedy, whatever, he's not Larry Lucchino, and... What John Henry and Tom Warner had him do, I heard Gresh yesterday, phenomenal on this. Excellent. If you can go back and listen to hour one of Gresh and Fourier, it was awesome. Gresh was uh, on a roll, and he was dead-ass accurate, is what you would say. To have You're in the building. You fire Heim Bloom face-to-face, and then you send out Sam Kennedy to read a statement. I, I mean, that is as weak as weak can be. You know, my only pushback on that is, and I don't disagree with the premise, but we know John Henry, and you heard him there, that little clip from Winter Weekend, he's not good in front of people. He must admit that and just be like, I'll do myself worse service by going out there and trying to explain 
than having somebody who's eloquent or more eloquent go and try and do it for me. I disagree. I think when Larry came in, he was excellent. It was a, a raw. He was mad. He was. I mean, he, they made a personal statement about him. About, I don't remember what, but he came in and he was obviously perturbed. And but I thought, you know, he's a smart guy, much smarter than I am. If you make a decision and you stand by it, then you should stand behind a microphone and defend it. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear he, he and Tom Warner together. I mean, it's an odd impulse for often. a guy that owns a newspaper to defy the news media. We dreamed of what you dreamed of. <laughs> yeah, It's just sometimes he stumbles for the words, you'll admit, like when he's in the moment and he's trying to... But, anyway. But the issue here is that there's no easy, streamlined way yeah. to get back to a championship. Well, that you doesn't... Believe, believe Peter Gammons and Otani... That's crazy. Okay. Uh, if yeah. that's the report out there that Otani wants to come and he's tight with Jim Davis, this the uh, New Balance guy, and he he wants to come to Boston. So maybe there is a quick path to getting back there. I I this is my hunch. I think it would be awesome. Believe me, we would love it at Weei if Shohei Otani came to the Red Sox. And he cleaned it, out his locker yesterday, by the way. That's right. Issue. Peter Gammons is close with the ownership group here. What better way to spin the narrative in the direction than to have Peter leak out the day after they fire Heim Bloom? Hey, guess what? We're going after the big fish, just like you all want. All right, right. but I don't understand why they do that if that was not authentic. Why would you throw it out there? I mean, I guess just we to say this. you're in on guys. Ken, but, we talked about this that's, with the Patriots. But all not the time. with Otani. Don't get people's hopes up about Otani if that's not legit. Why? You get a couple months of free pub talking about bringing him here. By the way, Lou, if you heard Merloni's take, he doesn't want Otani. He wants Yamamoto. He wants the pitcher instead of the hitter. Because now Otani can't pitch. But anyway. Okay. That, your I, I, quick fixes are Yamamoto or Otani. If I'm going to get someone, I'm going to get the guy that's transcendently talented that can bring eyeballs every day to Fenway Park. Don't you think they'll do something? This is the typical. It's In a way, it's crazy, but it's typical. It's the whiplash approach. They will overcompensate now where you're headed for a good offseason. Okay, but here is the concern that I have. The fact that Sam immediately removed any potential of Theo Epstein. As I said on the Greg Hill Show yesterday, if I had my choice of Shohei or Theo, yeah. Theo. Well, but maybe he just doesn't want to do it. What can you do? Well, He wants part of the ownership. Right. Well, maybe he wants Sam's job. And yeah. he's also on his way to being the next commissioner. After yeah, Manfred. but that's five years from now because they just extended Manfred. So he could do this for five years. And you can have an ownership stake like Bud Selig did. He was an owner with the Brewers. From Theo's point of view, there's not much to gain for him, though. He's already a legend. He could only do damage to that. Yeah, not. I don't think he's going to ever... He will always be the guy that brought the championship here after 86 years. And yeah. he, there, he has such... If it fails with Theo next time, they'll blame Henry. They're not going to blame Theo. Theo, he's 49. Yeah. Could you have a more accomplished <laughs> life? You cut, You grow up here. You take over the Sox. In two years, you win a World Series. Then in three years later, you win it again. And then you leave, go to the Cubs, and win their first World Series. It's almost too early. He must be bored. He must be just like, what do I do next? Mark James said he peaked too soon. He did peak too soon. All right, 617-779. Theo Epstein um, as a candidate. Yeah, roll him out. Fine. I, I don't know who wants this job. It is not a coveted job unless they're going to sign Otani or Yamamoto and do the exact opposite. And I do wonder, Curtis... In a strange way, was this their plan all along? They, every four years, pivot. It's regular. It's, in a way, it's, it's, it seems chaotic, but they do this. They bring in Dombrowski. They fire Dombrowski. They brought in Bloom to rebuild. He did his job. Now they're going the other way. No, it, it shouldn't be the plan because then you're really nothing. Well, what do you stand for? Four, four-time world champions. Here is Joe Braverman with What's Trending. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know who we have. The players that have joined us through free agency, players we've acquired, whether through trade, Rule 5, and, and players we've grown, uh, that this staff here has grown. And you know who we have, and you know there's more coming. And, uh, you know, you know it's not always linear. It's not always easy. We've taken a couple haymakers. You know what? We're probably going to take a couple more. This is baseball. It's not supposed to be easy. But I want to be clear. We're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. We are going to get there. And just want to thank all of you for your support. And uh, hope it's a little clearer today. Well, that's not nice. Joe Braverman played the High Bloom Awesome Cut, which I may have asked for. What? You recommended it. That's fine. It's fine. Kenny Curtis, Ken Laird here. My buddy Chris Curtis here. By the way, a total and complete aside, I am loving the Stephen A. absolute burying of Max Kellerman. I saw that. Oh, God bless you, Stephen A. What an absolute empty suit. Most punchable (laughs) face in TV. It's kind of a... I don't mind him going after Kellerman, but he said because he didn't play the game or something. Well, that I don't. I'm not looking for reasons. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> just you I, just like the animus. I just I, the you, you cannot have a worse opening take to first take than sitting there in 2016 mm. saying Tom Brady's about to fall off a cliff. He won three more Super Bowls. That's <laughs> a BS. Went to four. Won another MVP. Won two Super Bowl MVPs. Had the like- greatest comeback. And the other thing. At halftime of Super Bowl 51, months after he was mocked for saying he was falling off a cliff, he tweeted, Cliff, and then he had the greatest comeback in the history of the sport. <laughs> he is going to fall off a cliff. Where is Kellerman now? What's he back to boxing? I have no idea, but uh, I don't have a lot of schadenfreude these days. You but don't? I, I actually, I do, actually. <laughs> I live off of it, but... Uh, pretty much all no. you are. Walking schadenfreude. Oh, God, I love it. I, I the love cliff, the cliff, the cliff. I love where the show is in the morning. The Greg Hill Show is doing well, and uh, it is fun. Congrats to you guys. Rocking and rolling. Now, what did in bloom? I know you said the empty seats were the final. You didn't even say final straw. Basically, you think John Henry was totally motivated by $1 tickets. This was actually, I heard this by a football guy, local. Burt Breer said this, and it was, I will not steal it. I will attribute it properly. He said, Heim Bloom did the unthinkable. He made the Red Sox irrelevant. And... 
It is, he told the story of going to a concert with his wife at MGM by the park and that he didn't even know they were playing the Yankees. And I, I couldn't have said it better myself. The, the, the team is uh, just a bunch of guys that fit the early Billy Bean A's in that they do certain things well. There's no real personality. The organization is close, but not really that close to really contending. There was a relationship between a guy that Heim did bring in very smartly and, and, and Kyle Schwarber in 21, and that team sort of congealed at the right time, and Schwarber was hitting bombs, and he was saying all the right things, and he was, you know, Kyle from Waltham, all of that. It, th- there was nothing that you could really hold on to with this team. The Tanner Houks, Garrett Whitlock, you know, you have the Duvall and these players that are, you know, Justin Turner had some personality. You know, he's a guy that if this team was better, I mean, you couldn't ask for a more clutch, dependable guy. Yeah, he's their MVP this year. By far. Uh, and Bayo. Yeah, Bayo's the franchise. 10Ks last night. I call him the franchise now. I call him BB. He's the real BB <laughs> in town now. Um, and, Not Brian Barrett. Well, no, Bill Belichick would have been oh, the other oh. one. But way to follow along there, sports guy. But Brian <laughs> Barrett, yeah, he did a whole podcast about me. That guy sucks. But, um... Anyway, uh, a lot of people are talking about his podcast, though. It's really taken off. But the um, the Red Sox just were nondescript, nameless, faceless. And at the end of the day, you do need to sell something. And there wasn't much to sell. But they were two out at the wild card at the trade deadline. If they were in it now, they wouldn't have fired him. I mean, maybe at the end of the year, I suppose. But they wouldn't have fired him now. So... The beat writers defer to the deadlines did him in. Trade deadline, inactivity, didn't go far enough, couldn't consummate a deal. That did him in. And just by, if they if he had done more at the deadline to preserve this year's team, he'd still have a job. Whether that was directed from ownership to not do anything, I don't know where it came from, but that is sort of has some truth to it. So here's my issue with the organization. And you are allowing Heim Bloom to operate this way. If, if John Henry, before the deadline, said, Heim, we need some players, he would have gotten the players. But I don't think Henry was that involved. The more I think about it, do you, but, do you, but, was he hands-off or hands-on? He was hands-off. Okay. And Heim Bloom effectively. So, le- so he left it to Heim's own devices. And Heim was doing what John Henry wanted, which is Generally, yes. payroll down, yeah. get the farm system back to where we can be, right. where we can have sustainable right. success. That requires less of my time. However, the dirty pool of calling Rob, which I'm sure somebody did. It's an accurate story. I'm not disputing that. But to tell Bradfoe that they had the chance to trade Chris Sale and they didn't, well, that's a story then. What what, what are you holding on to that for in trying to... If you're going to stand in front of the media and read off this prompter that says, the Red Sox are really here to win and we want to thank Heim Bloom for his passionate and ethical... By the way, if we're going to bring ethics into it, but you're going to keep Alex Cora. Anyway, um, the way in which Bloom ethically ran the organization, which I wouldn't dispute. The guy, while I didn't ac- agree with his moves, couldn't have been nicer. No, was, he talked to everybody. I mean, I, I met him at uh, when we had the sweet night. I was walking out with Rob, and we introduced, and he couldn't have been nicer. It was too chatty. But the issue here is that I have is that don't then behind closed doors leak to Rob Bradford that he screwed up. We could have gotten rid of Chris Sale. When you're trying to peddle that sales, Mr. Reliable, you know, that really, when I read that, it was a great poll and it was great for Jones and Mago and Rob, all that. I, I would have ran with it too, but I would have asked questions as to why are you leaking this to me now? Yeah, I mean, he said to... it's from a major league source. I don't know where that's from. I mean, you okay, could be so, right. So why wouldn't the major league source have told him when it happened? 
Yeah, unless they just waited until Bloom was gone to to then dish on Bloom because but what he's, would he's they, out of a job. They didn't want to. Like, I know we did this qui bono. I mean, it's clear to me. I, I don't think Rob's going to tell me where he got it, and I wouldn't expect him to. But by the way, Spear reported more on that. Maybe it's a separate deal that they had a chance to trade him to Texas. Texas would have picked up some part of the. This was at the deadline before he got hurt. I guess some of the money for prospects, and that deal fizzled. But and then there was another report that said Alex Verdugo could have gone to the Yankees for Clark Schmidt. Right. A lot of those... Right, but that's deals. not... like what, what this is, is a way to frame Heimblum in a negative light. Right. And from where I'm seated, I guess I do dispute it, because Heim's edict was to cut cost. He traded Mookie Betts because, as Sam told the Great Hill Show, he was told to. Well, no, but I, that's what I'm... Th- I, I think... Right, that's why I almost think it's not a Red Sox source because if they knew that and it was legitimately happening, they would have fired him there because the edict was to keep payroll. If he didn't get out from under the sale money... Ken, so some guy in Texas calls Rob Bradford the day the Red Sox fired him? Why would he do that? I'm sure there were calls made about to get information about Bloom and how he was as an an executive. Okay, after the deadline, we find out guys were in on other guys. When deals don't materialize, Uh the public consumes the info because it's no longer confidential and no trades can be made for another six months, three months, whatever it is. Right. When you first heard that, you you thought it came from the Texas? I don't know where it came from. Ken, what was your first instinct when you heard that story? Well, he said Major League Source. Ken. does not frame it as a Red Sox source. What was your first instinct when you heard that story? I was like, wow, I can't believe he didn't trade sale. An organization with the history the Red Sox have of sullying the names of players whom they fire. I agree. The timing is definitely... No, but you're not being honest. Your first inclination was that, oh my God, the dirty laundry is being aired. Right. Right. Right? That's what you thought. I don't know. I'm asking what you thought in the moment. I know the reporter, and it doesn't seem like it came from a Red Sox source, but I don't know who the source is, so I can't say definitively. So I'm I'm just telling you I, I, God, I you can't even talk about things with him. It's like you're like related. We can talk about it. I'm telling you. I, I You don't... didn't think it was a Red Sox source that dumped that? No, because Rob, I don't think from Bradfoe's side it is a Red Sox source. I'm talking to him. I don't he didn't tell me who it was, but I don't think it's a Red Sox source. So it was but just he could con- be lying and maybe it is. Con- I don't know. You said it, I didn't. You think it's just convenient that it happened hours after the Red Sox fired the guy? I I have no idea what it was. I'm confused. Right. On this. We if do I were you job. and I didn't know Bradfoe or and I wasn't there in the room I have when he no issue with him. We we argue about things, but I've known Rob for years. I don't dislike okay, the guy. I'm saying I'm in the room with the guy when he's reporting it. I was there with Joe Zambego uh, in the Fenway studio. He reported it and we chatted and I came away thinking it's not a Red Sox source. So somebody in some other town wanted to bury Heim Bloom. I, I don't know if they wanted to bury him, but they well, were willing what, to talk what, after what was he got everybody's fired. Everybody's inclination after they heard that deal fell through. Yeah, that the Red Sox are trying to smear him, smear him. No, no, no. What was everybody's reaction to the new to that trade that Heim didn't make? Was it a positive or a negative? A for negative, Heim? of course. Okay, so why would someone in Detroit? Why wouldn't they? Because now he's the guy without his job that you're not trying. You don't worry about offending, right? If you don't worry about him, why would you try and offend him? It doesn't make the. Why would Texas doesn't look good if they wanted to acquire a guy that can't stay well, on the field? It's in the news, so now it's whatever it is. Rival GM's talking, and he's like, "Yeah, you know what? He passed on this deal." In hindsight, I can't believe he did that. Okay, I I don't. I'm not trying to protect Rob. I'm just telling you my side of it. You're okay. going to be upset about it. No, because I don't think anybody that does what we do for a living, which is analyzing news, where it comes from, what the unnamed source may be saying, given the context of how the Red Sox have dealt with Terry Francona, Kurt Schilling, Pedro Martinez, Dave Dombrowski, up and down the line, that on the day that they fired him, the Red Sox, that you find out their biggest... I mean, the money for Chris Sale... 
is deferred as well. You're talking about $50 million next decade paid every year for five years. Yeah. To say that that was a deal that you could have gotten extricated yourself from, and if you're Heim Bloom... Okay, well, let me ask you this. If they knew about it, if Heim's superiors knew about it, since it didn't happen, why didn't they fire him then? Because they still thought it was worth seeing this thing through, and John Henry didn't want to have to go through... Because this looks bad on John Henry today, that his hand-picked guy to run the organization this different way failed. If if you're going to use your point of view, then why wouldn't he have fired him in Springfield when the fans clearly because they wanted to? I, I think he, they, he, I believe that affected him. But but they wanted a longer runway. Yep. The team was still, as you noted, at the deadline, two games out. They were nine or ten games over 500 in June. They had an incredible month of June, maybe even July. They were great for a, a long stretch. They had a tough road trip that they dominated. So there was the thought that it was still salvageable. So you think Bloom came to ownership at the deadline and said, hey, Team X, maybe it's Texas, according to Spear, wants to pick up sales money. I don't want to do it. And they backed him? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that... So then they're implicit. I think what happened was is that there was a deal that potentially could have been made, but it was a salary dump, and the prospect hall was not right. what Heim wanted. Correct. But... To, I think the way it is framed now is that there was a deal in place. They're trying to make, they're spinning the facts. Correct. Because okay. it's just the same. Why did they tell us what Terry Francona had in his pillbox? Want to go back and read that whole story on Terry Francona? One of the more atrocious and despicable elements of journalism. And this was pre-Henry owning the globe. globe that Back then, I mean, it was about his son and, and fighting. And, I mean, it was awful. So I put nothing past this ownership group. Okay. 617-779-7937. What do you make of the Bloom departure? By the way, Cora yesterday. And Jared, I don't know if this is true or not, but we have a texter saying that Carabas on his podcast said that it well, We don't know what he team. said because they muted, they muted the entire thing out. So it was just Carabas talking and you couldn't hear what he was saying. They muted it? Yeah. Who? Carabas, the podcast. He's like, Carabas said, I don't know if I can report this, but I heard mute this out. And they just show him talking about nothing. What? Very strange. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. Anyway, so Cora said he was not, he was avoiding whether he's interested in the job. Until yesterday, he expanded on that and gave his stance on it. Would you be interested in this position as chief baseball officer? Um, that's something that, that's for the future. You know, my, my goal here is to keep playing good baseball and help these, uh, these guys to get better. You know, uh, um, Everybody knows how I feel about this game and, and, you know, whatever decision we make in the future is based on my family and all that stuff, you know. Uh, uh, I think it's, you know, right now this is something that we have to talk, you know, as a, as a group, what we, what we want to do, you know. I talk a little bit with Tom and John and Sam after they talk to us and, uh, you know, um, we just got to focus on what we have to do right now. And, you know, that day, that today you saw a lot of good things, and we're pushing these guys to be great. So uh, that's that's my main goal right now. Which is kind of a non-answer. I mean, it sounds like he's leaning towards sticking as manager, but he, that could change quickly, right? In the offseason, he could be convinced. And this is what always made the most sense, that Cora, if we're going to go back to Springfield, mm-hmm. was the lone member of that uh, crew yep. to be received positively. Right, fans here have moved bo- moved beyond the year of suspension and and view Cora as a guy that is like them in his desire to win games, and he is the right front man of this organization. 
and whatever Sam wanted to tell us when he said that it was the best relationship he'd ever seen between an executive and a manager, <laughs> I mean, my God. Whenever somebody goes that far, you know it's BS. But anyway, uh, Alex Cora is the right guy that people believe in. I have no idea. As a manager or as, a, or as the GM? As the front-facing guy, as the guy, the Belichick of the Red Sox. As both? Yeah. Why not? That's a lot. That's a lot to put well, on. Well, I mean, end. you have uh, who's uh, Eddie Romero and, mm-hmm. you know, there's a talented and Raquel. Team. And Raquel, you have those two be like Brian O'Halloran and, and whomever else. Who's your guy, Pete Abraham or whatever his name? Yes, Pete Abraham. Yes. No, what's his name? Brian something. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Oh, we can't talk about it. Okay. Brian Abraham. Brian Abraham. There we go. So you have those guys. Your yeah, one-on-one with Ben Intendi should be re-aired today. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're going to do that, though. They're not going to make Cora GM slash manager. That's Why? Too much. They're going to bring in a new face of the front office. And Cora might be more involved. I have you put your that. name in the ring? You have executive I have. experience. I have middle management, though, for me. I don't have, I don't have executive management. <laughs> you're, 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 you're the BM. <laughs> I am the BM. <laughs> 617-779-7937. All right. Uh, also, uh, Mike Cadlick is going to hop on with us in the 11 o'clock hour for a little Pat's report. Good. I had a week. I praised Cadlick. I hope he's happy. I'm, I'm, I'm getting people mad all over right. the place. You got them all rattled last week. Greg called in last week because you were trying to shift the ticket narrative yeah, well, for, the, for the Brady uh, stuff. I got that. On Sunday morning, I'm walking around Castle Island, and I get a text from Sean Flaherty with uh, the managing partner of Catches. Great guy. And he says, you know, you're going to do great today. And I didn't have the courage. I was like, thanks. Have a great time. Like, I didn't tell him. And then he sent me a picture on Monday of his son meeting Tom. And he's like, you shouldn't have wussed out. So I felt bad. But. Do you want Cora as the G- By the way, we ran a poll about this on the Sox Booth account. Do you want Cora or New Blood? And it was 60-40 New Blood. As the manager? As the front as the GM. Oh, okay. So it doesn't I don't think public opinion is with Cora to take this job. I think if they give Cora the job, people will be behind it. They now. might change. It's Kenny Curtis. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 3-2 from Otani. He throws. Trout strikes out swinging. Otani and Japan celebrate a World Baseball Classic Championship. Well, that pitcher v. batter duo could both be here next year, Curtis. Mike Trout's on the trade block. Gammons is tweeting about Otani wanting to come to Boston. How about that for a turnaround? Uh, yeah, I Trout is awesome, but... Yeah. Trout is awesome, but eh? Yeah. I mean, how many years? He's awesome when he's on the field. He hasn't been on the field. Well, you got to sign somebody. Are you saying that? Little newsflash. This team's not currently good enough. Are you saying that John Henry's fishing for Trout? Ooh, that's a great headline. WEI.com. Let's go check it out, Cadillac. Trout signed a 12-year, $426 million contract that runs through 2030. And very few teams have the ability to pick that up. A lot of people spent money recently. The Red Sox did not. So if you're looking to make a strike, Trout, Otani, Yamamoto, all three, let's go. Let's go. Red Sox are back, baby. 
Yep, let's let's celebrate when it happens. Right now, it feels like a pipe dream's pipe dream. Do but, you th- now, Otani? Oh, let's just focus on that. Not coming here. I mean, I hope so. I, I if Wiggy if Wiggy is right on this, it doesn't matter what happens to Brockton High. He can <laughs> celebrate forever. And re- refresh my. What did Wiggy say? This was one of his leads, right? Okay, Ken, you really need to listen to the show at six thirty because it's literally been his lead for two months. Okay, but give me the most recent version. He just thinks he just he's says coming. the same thing every time. He says <laughs> Red Sox they need Otani. Yeah, yeah, he's coming. That's it. Literally something to that effect with a little bit more uh, strange verbiage. Okay, but that would be a shock of all shocks. That would be um, what would the biggest signing since what? Dice K. <clears throat> no, uh, I mean David Price was a pretty big signing. True. But not. I mean the the cash two hundred seventeen million. This would be five hundred. Easy, right? Ten years, fifty million each. Even with the Tommy John, the uh, the pitching problems looming. Um, Tommy John, post Tommy John, you're really good, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know. And they didn't. They passed on Bogarts, and maybe that's a smart move. And you could then spin it to all that money you wanted so, us to spend on Bogarts. We put into Otani. So this brings me to uh, another thing that I wanted to react to when we played this on the Greg Hill Show yesterday. Sam Kennedy discussed the need for improved messaging. Talked about a North Star. I didn't really understand it. But here's what the issue is. Xander Bogarts was a great example of the elements of this organization that create self-inflicted wounds, Mm -hmm. which is if you just say we brought in Trevor Story because we're not going to be able to retain retain Xander long term. We tried. He's a great player, but we have to prepare for all eventualities. Well, saying that they were going to take Devers over Bogarts and they didn't want to spend that amount of money on both of the guys to create the left field of their in, of their in, the left side of their infield yep. then people would understand that maybe there'd be people that said Xander over Devers or people that would say you But should. there weren't many. We right. we did that story last year. So the messaging was I can't envision the Red Sox without Bogarts when right, they right. literally were pre- prepared and planning for that case exactly. Yeah. So the messaging too much spin in the messaging in right. terms of making a change how we operate, um, I'd put our group up against anyone in Major League Baseball. So my answer to your question, I guess, is no. Yeah, that was from the press conference this week. He's, Sam was talking about their ownership group. Um, uh, but, right. th- but this is back to you know the, the narrative about Bogarts, which I'm sure they were surprised at how much he went for, but i I got to agree with you. I, they should not have spun it that they were close or in. Right. Or in like sense. spinning it by telling people the guy you just fired had a deal to trade Chris Sale. But if they sign Otani, my God. Big if. Big if. But if if New Balance gets involved, the right. New Balance money helps them push it through. Right. If the Patriots trade for Justin Jefferson today, right? Big deal. Not going to happen. Yeah, but this is being reported. Gammons, nationally executive, long familiar with Otani, believes he is interested in Boston, partly because of his relationship with New Balance CEO Jim Davis. I mean, I love Great it. Great job by Gammons, even if it's not true. It gives Wiggy a week of leads, <laughs> tell you that. I mean, do you think it's happening? No. Okay. I think they're going to sign me with Yamamoto, which Lou prefers anyway. Now people don't even want Otani. This was the... Wiggy's going to have to change his lead. So you think if the Red Sox... Sign, so you think if the Red Sox sign Otani, Lou's going to rip it? Yes. <laughs> I think he's they should have got pitching. Okay. Well, I mean, they do need pitching beyond just my man Bayo. Can't do it alone. Right. I mean, Garrett Whitlock, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly, I I find this Red Sox team. You have Winkowski in the bullpen. You have Kenley Jansen, who is a good acquisition. Obviously, Chris Martin, Martin and Jansen. Chris Martin, the best athlete in Boston sports right now. What? The best. He bested his job better than anybody else. Who who's second? 
Uh, I would say that uh, the best at their specific job. Yep. Sway Hey Kid. <laughs> uh, I would say Sean Grandy. I don't know who did you. So I, it's Chris I, Martin. I don't even. I, he's on. He's in Coldplay. I don't think you're not awake by the eighth inning. No, I'm long That's gone. Part of the problem. Blanket bag. <laughs> but I, 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 for me, if we could just go to tomorrow because I think we've gotten about yeah. as much out of this Red Sox team. Tomorrow, eight twenty. You're looking at either one and one, two representative appearances in the first two games of the season. You beat a division rival that is more talented than you are, and you head to the Jets. My opinion, you'd be a favorite then in that game before you have the Cowboys to wrap up the gauntlet of the first four weeks. Mm -hmm. So if you lose, you're 0-2, and you really need to win two of your next three games to have this season mean anything because you got the Jets the Cowboys, and I think the Saints mm-hmm. following at home. Yep. So 0-2. And it's also Shula's team. It's uh, also Gasecki and Parker's old team. Right. I think Tyreek Hill's talking some smack. Oh, everyone's already saying it's the revenge game for Mike Gasicki. Mike Gasicki revenge game. That's I why I love that. that. Once. Plus 550 anytime TD. Uh, That's great. Why would he want revenge against them? They, I mean, they paid him pretty well. He was a free agent. I don't know. Holds a grudge. Well, you don't like Mike McDaniel. You think he likes Mike McDaniel? I mean, Mike McDaniel is just an odd duck. I feel like he's going to be at giggles tonight. <laughs> I think he might. He might. I, it's just the bizarre, the dry. I, the other thing is, it's if the Patriots lose tomorrow night, mm-hmm. and it's 31-27 Dolphins, or 38-24, more, better to my point, and they, they just don't have the firepower, doesn't all of your attention go to Belichick and Kraft and the inability to spend when you have... You know, incredible talent. You know, transcendent talent in Tyree Kill. 11 catches, yeah. 215 yards, two touchdowns. Granted, it's the Chargers, who never play defense. But still, that is... When's the last time a Patriots receiver went for 11 and 215? And by the way, I'm, I'm closing in on... I like to argue, but I'd like to tell you when I agree. I think you're right about Herbert. Like, Thank you. Can you just start winning something? Right. When's the next... Wait. I, 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 he's got all the skills, you know. He's tall, got a strong arm, you know. Looks good in pads. Nice hair, great set of hair. But it just—you you can't lose these games over and over and over again. You're up by what, twenty-eight points against the Jaguars, mm-hmm. and you lose that week one. You get back on the field. You have you have twice in the fourth quarter. How did Trevor Lawrence do week one? I didn't. Did, did he have a good game? He had a decent end to the Colts game. They were very choppy at the beginning. And this is because, as you know, I'm skeptical on him as well. But uh, maybe he's he had a couple of great throws. Maybe he's turning a corner. I could be wrong on him, but I'm right on Herbert. Thank you. You are right. 24 on for 32, 241, two touchdowns and a pick for Trevor Lawrence. Okay, it's a pretty good game. And he was good in the fourth quarter when they needed it. They play the Chiefs this week, though. I am. That's the one game I'm most excited for tomorrow. Outside. What about Raiders and uh, Bills? I think the Bills. One o'clock game. Big I think, game. I think the Bills go up bigly in that one. But I'm interested in that game. That's a watch. Yeah, I mean, Josh McDaniels, familiar with the Bills. Mm-hmm. Kevin Harlan on the call. You love Kevin Harlan. I love Kevin Harlan. Does a great job. My um, Romo, by the way, what happened to him? <laughs> Honestly, like he was so good. He was so good. And, and he's gotten progressively he's, worse. He has. He's leveled out. I don't really get it. And he has all these like inside jokes. And I think it, he's lost his connection to the league. People don't know him. Any, like, he used I think to know- he shows up, rings a bell. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's lost connection with reality. I think he has. He's like a, he's on Quaaludes or something. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Patriots the Patriot way right there. 
Yeah, Patriot Way, Dolphins in town, 820 primetime game. Mike Cadlick joins us for all the latest at practice from yesterday, which included several linemen and a couple receivers. Well, one receiver, one corner on the questionable injury report. We'll get the real skinny Jonathan on that. Jones is the big one. You think that's the big one? He's on Tyree Kill duty. Yeah, uh, well, maybe. He's okay. the one who's been helping with double the, the scheme. Right. Uh, so much to get to about uh, this uh, meeting. One hour to go with the Kenneth Curtis Show. KJ and Lions coming up at noon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.